Good morning, guys. Good morning. Happy, beautiful Monday. Um, you're tuning into another episode of the Shaping Wellness Podcast. As always, you know the drill. I am your host, Stephanie Costa. And on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the ingredients in foods um, and the, the not so good ones, the ones that you really, really want to avoid if you can at all costs. Um, and why it's so important to read the ingredients when buying food. So I'm going to give you a couple of them. I'm going to do one, two, three, four, maybe four or five of them. Um, and these are the ones that I think that are most commonly found in a lot of the foods that are out there today. So some of these might sound very familiar to you and some of them you might have never heard of before or never really realized it. Um, first one, I'm going to go right away. First one is natural flavors. This is extremely common. And if you haven't seen it, I would be shocked because it, not only is it now on like the front of a lot of packaging, but it's usually one of the last ingredients on a list, but it is very common for anything that is flavored, peach flavored, raspberry flavored, blueberry, coffee, whatever the flavor is, it is naturally flavored. Um, and when I say natural flavors, unfortunately, only 80% is natural and the other 20% can be whatever the flavor company wants to add in, whether it's artificial or not. Um, however, that 80%, even those natural sources, quote unquote, may not include the natural object that it is meant to resemble. So, for example, like a natural orange or vanilla flavored may not come from or even involve real oranges or vanilla beans. Instead, it may contain another natural, quote unquote, ingredient such as tree bark, maybe part of a peanut plant, maybe some juice from <laughs> a beaver's butt. Who knows? You know, uh, it. Unfortunately, even though 80% of it is natural, how natural is it? You know, like what is that flavor really coming from? Um, natural flavors are what is making your food taste super good. It's making your, you know, that's what makes your taste bud wanting more and more of those certain things. And without those flavors, you have to ask yourself, are these foods even desirable? Like, do I even want them? Or is it really just the flavor of them? And if it is just the flavor, Look at the ingredients. How are you getting that flavor? If it's orange juice, is it freshly squeezed orange juice, oranges, and that's literally it? Or are there more um, ingredients in it? Because chances are it's naturally flavored, but really not natural. Um, and what's un really unfortunate about this is the FDA does not require companies to disclose what kind of natural flavors are included. They only require them to list you know, what the food may contain. So whether it's fish, milk, eggs, tree nuts, soy, things like that, um, that a lot of people tend to have allergies to. The sad part is, is you might have an allergic reaction to something and it actually could be that natural flavor because you don't really know what it is. And it may not even be any of those things like the fish, milk, eggs, those types of things. It really might just be whatever that natural flavor is made up of. So again, the short of it, you know, stay away from the natural flavors or things that say that they're naturally flavored because chances are it's something really gross. Um, and like I said, 
companies can make it whatever they want it to be. So read the ingredients list, make sure it's real. It's a raw thing. It's not a flavor of whatever you're buying. The second thing is ascorbic acid, AKA synthetic vitamin C. Ugh, that just sounds terrible, doesn't it? The word synthetic, I hate that. Vitamin C, if we didn't know, is a water-soluble vitamin. So what that means is that your body doesn't store it. You technically have to get vitamin C from your food, like, you know, fruits, broccoli, tomatoes, those types of things. Um, and that's that's how you maintain your vitamin C. But unfortunately, if you don't have those foods regularly in your diet and you're not getting enough vitamin C, um, people take vitamin C supplements, which are 99% of the time synthetic vitamin C supplements. Um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of emergency, but that is one of the most common ones. That is all synthetic vitamin C. It is fake. It is highly processed. Um, it's not true vitamin C. So um, something that's very commonly found with this too is orange juices. Um, if you buy orange juice and if the only ingredient, I think I just mentioned this actually, if the or only ingredient is not oranges, then there probably is ascorbic acid. Or if it says oranges and ascorbic acid and you're like, oh, this is good. It's only two ingredients. Just be aware that the ascorbic acid is synthetic and it's not the real stuff. So, um, you know, even if it's organic, even if it's from like a healthy store, um, and it may say that it's labeled, you know, it's high in vitamin C, that's what's getting consumers to buy more of it when they see that, but they're not looking at the ingredient of how that vitamin C is being delivered in the food. Vitamin C is super important. It helps make your body's collagen. Um, it's an important protein that uses to make skin, cartilage, tendons, ligaments, blood vessels, all that fun stuff in your body. Um, it's also helpful for healing the wounds, repairing and maintaining bones, teeth, and it also helps your body absorb iron. So it's a crucial, crucial vitamin that you want to have in your daily um, diet, but you want to get it naturally, not through a synthetic supplement. Um, and the last thing I'm going to say about this is there, the reason why ascorbic acid is so bad is, um, it's usually derived from GMO corn. So genetically modified corn that is disgusting. And it actually can lead to cancer because of the genotoxin genotoxins that are in that. So if you are buying you know, fruit juice, um, or anything that's fruit flavored or orange citrusy, that type of stuff. Just be aware, read the ingredients again, make sure it's like a non or ascorbic acid, or it's just freshly the fruit ingredient as raw and natural as it should be. The third one that I'm going to talk about is high fructose corn syrup, AKA the cheap version of sugar. Uh, a lot of companies started using this ingredient in foods to save money on production, but to still keep the flavor. And this is probably one of the most commonly used preservatives. I'm sure everyone has heard of this because I feel like you learn about it in health class. Like you have to learn about it in school. It's just so prominent. Um, and it basically just makes something still taste really, really sweet. And it keeps you from wanting more of it. Um, it it's literally meant to increase your appetite and promote obesity and it also leads to type 2 diabetes. 
And this isn't just like the sweet foods, like the sugary foods, you know, you can find it in like frozen pizzas, cereal, bread, crackers, sodas, all that type of stuff. So it's not just, you know, ice cream or cookies and stuff like that, but it does promote inflammation in the body. And if anyone wants to know why they have any type of problem, it's because of inflammation. Sorry, if you hear the squeaking, that is my dog. Um, but inflammation is the number one cause of pretty much every problem that your body experiences. Your body does not like inflammation. Um, so high fructose corn syrup, that is just an enemy. That is an enemy for your body. Um, it also leads to high triglycerides and fatty liver disease, which you do not want because at the end of the day, it will lead to a heart attack, stroke, heart disease, and like I've been saying, cancer. Short of it is, try to avoid it at all costs. Um, I'm going to be getting more into this high fructose corn syrup a little bit later on. Um, we'll have a new series coming out with my cousin Trent, and he will touch more upon this. But yeah, man, try to try to get that out of your diet. The next thing is sodium nitrate, and uh, this is probably... This one is like people, I feel like, debate about it because they're like, oh, it's just salt. Unfortunately, okay, there might be some salt properties to it, but it's really just a toxic chemical that gets turned into a carcinogen for your body. This uh, chemical is used to preserve meat and it gives it a nice, vibrant color. But the problem with it is when it's added to meat, you know, like deli meats, bacon, sausages, jerky, hot dogs, all that stuff all of those have amino acids in them. And then when they're cooked, the nitrates convert to what is called nitrosamines. Um, and nitrosamines have a direct link to certain cancers. Again, there's that cancer word. Um, the reason why it's mostly found in meats is be in like this uh, direct link is mostly found in uh, meats is because when you have, when you have to reach a food to a certain high temperature, that's when the nitrates get converted to the nitrosamines and 90% of the time you have to cook your meat. So that's why they're the number one culprit because obviously you have to cook it to consume it. And that's when these, uh, this chemical sodium nitrate turns into something really, really toxic for your body over time. It is again, just doing a number on your body and all your organs inside, just really, really messing it up and making it work harder than it needs to. Lastly is BHA and BHT. The BHA, butylated hydroxyl, I can never pronounce that last word, hydroxinosol. There it is. Butylated hydroxinosol and then BHT, butylated hydrazetulene. I probably pronounced it wrong. Um, these are big words. And you know what? The reason I can't pronounce it is because it's not natural. So <laughs> if you're going to make fun of me, go for it. But damn it, they're bad for you. These are very commonly found in a lot of stores because they are used to preserve shelf life and keep things from going bad. Again, these are both deemed as carcinogenic. Um, even California has listed them as a carcinogen. And I'm pretty sure other countries, especially in Europe, don't even allow BHA and BHC to be in their foods because of how toxic it really can be. You know, it's commonly found in gum, chips, beer, vegetable oils, candy, butter, cereals, all this stuff. 
um, it, you might just see it and be like, oh, it's nothing. But it really is like if you do the research on it, it's actually really, really bad for your body. And like I'm, I've been saying with everything else, it does take a toll on your body. There should not be something in a food that's keeping it from going bad because then if there is, it's because it's not a natural food. So um, if you're getting something, you know, that's not a fruit, a vegetable, a meat of some kind, look at the ingredients and make sure there's none of these things that I've just listed. The BHA, the BHT, the sodium nitrate, the high fructose corn syrup, the ascorbic acid, or the natural flavors. These are all very, very common and they're very toxic for your body. Over time, if you have one thing that has it, no, are you going to die? No. Over time, though, if you are constantly filling your body with these preservatives, your body is going to shut down. You're going to develop problems. And unfortunately, like I've been saying, there's going to be that big C word, the cancer. And that's what we're trying to avoid. So I I am a huge person on ingredients labels. I am like such a Nazi when I go to the stores. I make sure I read everything. I really, really, really try my best to make sure that I know everything that I'm putting in my body. Does it get annoying at times? Yes. Do I splurge and go out and have ice cream or, you know, even Chinese food every once in a while? Sure. But it's not an everyday thing. And it's honestly not an even every month thing. It's every maybe six months. Um, you don't, you don't want to ruin your body before it needs to get ruined before it gets old. And when things start shutting down naturally, so keep it clean, keep it simple and really read the ingredients list on things that you are going to buy. That's all I have for today. Um, I will get back to you guys next week with another episode. Again, like I said, I'm going to be starting a series soon, so stay tuned. We have a bunch of fun topics coming up. I'm so excited, and I get to do it with my cousin, so it'll be really fun to kind of bounce ideas with him and get a new perspective on things. Thanks for listening, as always, and I will see you next week. Same time, same place.